everybody. You're listening to episode 53 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, doing a little drinking. <laughs> Why not? It's, uh, it's a new thing. It's a new concept we're uh, going with. With the show, at least for this episode. Yeah, we'll see how it works. Yeah, we we hung we hung out earlier, went to the comic book store, buried um, it up. Yeah, got some food with some friends and started doing some drinking and thought, let's do a podcast. Uh-huh. Why not? It's so, scientifically proven that alcohol helps the creative side of your brain. So if you're ever stuck, get a little drunk. Get you a little drink. Do a little boozing. Yeah. Well, what we're drinking now, we're not a little, we're not drunk, not anymore. No, it actually, here's the thing, it, like, we had beer for a few hours, yes. over a period of a couple hours. How many pictures did we have? Four. Four? Yeah, our table wow. had four. Um, well, basically, everybody had one picture. Pretty much. And, you know, we were drinking, and it, we stopped drinking for like an hour, and it's kind of worn off. Yes. Like, I feel fine now, I had to, I had to switch to the whiskey. Yes, you got whiskey? I'm drinking a Jack and Coke right now. We're going to be switching up and just let you know we're drinking during during the (laughs) podcast. Um, If you notice something, we sound a hell of a lot more clear and smooth right now. It's because we just got a brand new microphone. Yes, um, we were testing it out earlier, and it sounds really good. It sounds really, really good. Really Um, clear. It's a welcome addition to the show. And part of the reason why we're doing this show, this episode... um, we really didn't have anything planned, and, and DeQuincy sent I me a text. I just wanted to test it out to see how it works. He sent me a text last night. said, hey, I got the new microphone. And I was like, oh, okay. And then a couple hours later, hey, do you want to do a podcast tomorrow? And I said, okay. And I thought, like, yeah, he, I he just wants to try out the microphone. I, I do. I will, I will cop to that. I want to see how well it works. I want to listen to the podcast afterward. Um, I really hope that it's a better listening experience for you guys. Um, I already know it is because right now I'm on my laptop and you're no longer hearing me clicking and clacking away. Yeah, like it was before. It's not as um, annoying, <laughs> right. which is awesome. Um, one thing we did want to talk about before we started was uh, the one thing that we actually did talk about sorry, uh, before the podcast. We did like five minutes of pre pre game before we pre game the drinks. Right. Uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather. The fight, the boxing match is officially on. They signed yesterday. Um, Mayweather posted the, uh, uh, the he posted a picture of the contract on Twitter and uh, blew up pretty big. Um, both signatures are very, um, very sloppy. <laughs> you can't really they don't even look <laughs> like signatures. They're just kind of. Scribble scrabble, but um, it's official. It's on paper. And in their defense, they're probably both a little punch drunk. Possibly. I always thought that the reason Muhammad Ali is the way he is is because he has Parkinson's. It's just he's had so many vicious battles over the years that he's his brain is a little off kilter right now. Punches to the head, punches yeah. to the body. Um, like that adds up over time. Oh, without a doubt. And he. You know, he finished his career late in life. He was almost, I think he was over 40 yes. uh, for his final final fight in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no no doubt about that. And uh, you could, I remember watching clips from the first WrestleMania when he was like the special guest referee or special guest uh, enforcer for that main event. 
man, he was already showing signs of, you know, tremors and whatnot. It was, it, it was, man, it was scary to watch. Especially for someone, for me personally, he's still my favorite athlete of all time. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's transcended sports, yes. you know, in, into pop culture, into history, um, into society, you know. So, no, I, I, I fully understand that. Um, but we're looking at, you know, looking at May 2nd. Mm-hmm. May 2nd is uh, the, the date. Cinco de Mayo weekend-ish. Hola. Yeah. Um, usually that's when Mayweather and Pacquiao fight. You know, they usually fight in May. The, big, you know, the biggest fights you see are usually like in May uh, or September. It's just kind of how boxing has always operated. Um, so it's, it's official. I mean, it's, it's about time. For me personally, I add a little more coat to my jacket. <laughs> for me personally, I think it's five years too late. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are well past their prime. No Especially good, Pacquiao. Yeah, Pacquiao's been knocked out in the past three years. Um, he's lost a step, and Mayweather, you know, he's he's fought everybody since then. Uh, What's Mayweather? Forty two and 47 and Forty seven. Okay, cheat him a couple victories there. Yeah, he's you know. He's made it clear that um, Marciano's record is is what he's after, you know. And he, he's and very close. Forty nine zero. Okay, yeah. Let the people know because I don't know if, if everybody's as big as a boxing fan as you are. I certainly am not. Yeah, I only uh, pay attention during the big matches, like casual fans do. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know he's close. I mean, you know, he's three fights away, three wins away from breaking it. Um, this is going to be a tough test, regardless. I mean, you, you know, like I said. Five years too late, but still going to be a tough test. Um, looking at the, you know, the tail of the tape, mm-hmm. Mayweather has the height. He has the reach advantage over Pacquiao, so you know he might be able to keep him at bay. But Pacquiao's still fast enough to get in to work the body, uh, and certainly has the power to knock him out. And that's definitely what Mayweather lacks. Um, not nearly the kind of power that Pacquiao possesses. Um, even at this stage in his career, yeah, but the power doesn't matter if you can't actually hit the guy, right? Right, and that's kind of, you know, it's going to be weird because you know they're both pushing forty, um, and if it's just a, a, a fight of a couple forty-year-olds just kind of chasing each other around the ring, boy, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one to watch. Um, but from what I've heard uh, before the match was even signed. Uh, I certainly won't be buying it on pay-per-view myself. Oh, God, no. Um, the, you and me will not. But I guarantee those st- that the pay-per-view will still make over $3 million, $300 million. People will still buy this all around the world just for the hype, even though, like we both said, it's five years too late. Absolutely. And and that's because the, the rumor that I've read mm-hmm. um, is that they're looking to charge $100 what? for pay-per-view. Whoa. Yeah. I, that's not official yet. That was a rumor that I read, but they could very well do it and get the numbers, get the buys that they need. So, if anybody out there uh, wants to invite me to their house uh, to watch the fight, I'll, I'll bring some chips. I'll bring some chips and twenty dollars. <laughs> right. I'm not paying a hundred dollars to watch a match that might get you know be finished in the first round. Yeah, and if I were to get it, I would it'd be the one, one of the few times that I would charge my friends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an entrance fee. I, like, hey, I don't blame you. I feel <laughs> the same way. Friends and family. That is ridiculous. Where did you read this? Oh, man. I, I don't remember. It was late last year. Uh, it was might have been one of the boxing sites. 
but um, you frequent the boxing sites. I don't. My my dad does, um, and I was kind of looking at it around the time that they were trying to, you know, build some momentum towards Big the Tex fight. watches it. Oh yeah, he's. You think I'm a fight fan? I mean, this guy is. Li- my dad, you know, he grew up in the '70s, man. He got to watch all the, cla- I mean, what we now consider classic matches on Wide World of Sports, man. You know, all the, the great fighters, that, you know, in this day and age, would destroy even Mayweather. I mean, you're talking Sugar Ray Leonard, you're talking Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns. I mean, and these are guys that fought near, you know, around the weight that Mayweather's fought in, you know, in his career. Um, Mayweather's always been around the 140, 145 range. He's moved up a little bit, you know, like 155 a few times. Um, and 55, 160 is kind of where, you know, Leonard and Hearns and Hagler and those guys were fighting. And, you know, they put on some of the most classic fights in boxing history. And the power that they possessed, the speed they possessed, man, it would be... It'd be tough to watch Mayweather fight those guys. It would be tough to watch because Mayweather would be knocked down in the third round. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm not a fan of Mayweather just because his attitude just irks me. Um, Just the way he acts, like he's better than everybody in the world. He's richer than everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. It just kind of puts me off. I mean, I don't expect you to be like a like completely humble all the time, but at least show a little bit of humility. Like, make me feel like there's some part of a human inside you instead of being the douche that he is. Yeah, I, I really don't need to hear him betting 100 grand on a football game or something exactly. like that. You know. Congratulations. You just bet more money than I'll make in my entire, no, entire lifetime. No, no. <laughs> no, 100 grand, what, four or five years? Something like that? Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, you know. Go to school, kids. Get to education. <laughs> Definitely. He, um, in my opinion, I mean, he's been ducking Pacquiao for years now. You know, there's been times when Pacquiao has been reluctant and has, you know, made it difficult. Pacquiao is not, is no saint in this, um, mm-hmm. in these proceedings. I mean, he definitely made it difficult as well. Um, but there were times when he agreed to everything that Mayweather was calling for, you know, stipulations. Mm-hmm. You know, the stipulations Mayweather was calling for, you know, drug testing. Um, it's supposed to be like HGH testing, like, I think an hour before the match. Yeah, blood testing, uh, urine samples. And also, you know, the, the real kicker, obviously, uh, is is the split. You know, usually a big fight like that would go 50-50, you know, two big megastars. Um, but for the longest, Mayweather was, was calling for a 60-40 split. And for the longest, Pacquiao was unwilling to do that. And then, for a while, Pacquiao has, you know, said, okay, I'll, I'll do 60-40. Is this Pacquiao's last major payday? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, no, sir. And Pacquiao has... Um, he, too, has fought everybody. Uh-huh. He's been knocked out once by uh, Juan, Juan Manuel Marquez. I'm trying to say that three times last. He uh, brutalized Cotto, Miguel Cotto, mm-hmm. um, to the point where even he was looking at the ref and was like, hey, Can you stop are, this? When you, and, and are you going to jump in? I'm getting my ass handed to Absolutely. Right you know, hey, I, I've punished this guy enough. Mm-hmm. Why won't you stop this fight? Um, and that was a turning point. 
because after that he wasn't he he wasn't knocking people out. Yeah, and I think a, a part of it was he was gun shy. You know, he was like, man, I, I really, you know I put this guy in the hospital for a while, mm-hmm. and. I mean, that's a scary thought when you basically beat someone within an inch of their life. Yeah. I mean, knowing that you're that strong and that more powerful than someone kind of puts a little fear into you. It's like, and Koda was I much this bigger. Guy, yeah, if I hit this guy, the next guy, if I hit this guy wrong, I might, uh, he might spend the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Yeah. I, I, he puts a little fear into you. You know, the that beating he, he dished out. And then getting knocked out as well. And that was a, an ugly knockout. He was knocked out cold. Can I ask you a question about boxing in general? Yeah. You know, back in the 20s and 30s, boxing was boxing was what baseball was, which, what football is now, the king of America, the best sport. Oh, Why do you think that is now? Because I have a theory. I want to see you agree with me. Why do I think? Why do you think that now boxing is... On the back burner, no people don't pay attention as much to it. There are way too many titles, mm-hmm. way too many sanctioning bodies, mm-hmm. uh, which goes into the titles. You got, you know, the major, the major titles were all, you know, at least through the nine. If I don't know if it started in the seventies and eighties, but I definitely remember in the nineties it was WBC, WBA, IBF. Those were like your major titles, and now you've got. You know, IBO, WBO, you've got all these different titles that people fight for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you no longer have a dominant American fighter. Um, as, as good as Mayweather is and the fact that he is undefeated, he's not dominant. He's not like, knocking guys out like Tyson. He's and not. It's also the little guy syndrome. He doesn't seem that big. He's not big like Tyson, like Muhammad Ali, like Evander big, Holyfield. Holyfield, like big American. What one ninety five two hundred guys that just you know six foot and up just knocking mm-hmm. people out. Uh, yeah, you know there's um, there's no more Oscar De La Hoyas mm-hmm. right now. I mean, you know Canelo Alvarez is is in he's kind of in that mold because he's you know he's this good looking Mexican guy, but he's from Mexico. He's not a Mexican American like De La Hoya was mm-hmm. is. Excuse me. Um, so there's. You know, you've got that guy who's got the looks that Deloya had that were very appealing, you know, to a certain audience in the '90s. Uh, and then, you know, there's just a lot of politics, man. You know, guys ducking each other, mm. um, like the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, right? You know, a lot of dirty decisions, you know, crooked decisions. Uh, so there's a lot going on, and then. You know, just the the rise of the other sports. You know, football and basketball, baseball. Those, you know, have always been there. Those have always been dominant forces in in American, you know, uh, you know the American landscape. You know, the entertainment landscape. Uh, but then, you know, they're on such a larger scale because they they go on. Uh, there's more recognizable faces in in those sports now. Uh, and then you also have. The rise of the UFC. Uh, well, not just the UFC, but you know, mixed martial arts, um, where they incorporate a lot more than just two guys punching each punching other in the face. Other, you know, there's guys choking each other out. There's guys slamming each other, kickboxing, jujitsu, things like that. Um, so it's not just one thing that has kind of pushed aside boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would disagree with you because there's one thing I think that really hurt boxing, killed it. What's that? The move to pay per view. Ooh, that's 
Remember in The Simpsons when Homer Simpson was fighting Dedrick Tatum? <laughs> Dedrick Tatum, Dedrick, the champ. I'm sorry, the champ. And the manager came out and said he wanted Homer Simpson because he could take a punch. And because no one wants to pay $50 for a match that ends in round one. Right. That I'm sorry, as great as Mike Tyson was, he kind of helped kill the industry. Nobody wants to pay $50, $60, $70 for a pay-per-view and not get at least five rounds out of it. Yeah. The move for pay-per-view, as far as I'm concerned, the move to pay-per-view did more damage to boxing than, you know, everything you spoke of, the outrage of, um, more outrage of fighting the brutal, brutal science that is boxing. Mm-hmm. The move to pay-per-view, making people pay for something that used to be free and paying, the, paying 50 60 70 like you say, up to $100 for a match that might not get past round five is ridiculous to some people. Right, and especially like, if... Like, that's over a day's wage. Are you going to pay a day's wage to watch a match that may last 25 minutes? Right. Including, you know, the stoppage? Yeah, and... You know, that also goes into the quality of fights as well, you know, that are out there. Um, the one thing about the UFC, you know, they've definitely followed it... To the mold, you know, they've definitely followed the mold of, of boxing, uh, with their pay per view. You know, they have you know pay per views every every month now. Um, I like how they don't have like the WWE like name their pay per views. It just keeps on going UFC one hundred seven, one hundred eight. It's like we're not even gonna try. Screw this. No, and that's you know they definitely should keep it like that. Man, it makes it simpler. Definitely, and. But the thing about you, the the UFC is that when you do buy a pay per view, um, sure you, you know you're you're susceptible to seeing a, a first round TKO or stoppage, mm-hmm. um, and and their main events go five rounds, five minutes each. But I feel like with the UFC, their undercard matches have a better chance of being great than Absolutely. boxing. You know, and you you get at least five fights on the card. Um, where boxing. You know, the most you get two. The most I've seen on a boxing card is four, Um, and the most I've seen on a UFC card on a pay per view card was like six, and that's not including um, prelims that they replay at the end of the show if the show ends early. Uh, So it's tough. I mean, for for a television audience, because if you go to a boxing match, if you go to you know, I I used to work, I've worked a few when I worked at the Toyota Center. they open the doors at five o'clock, and the first fight starts at five fifteen. Yeah. You know, you you get you know when you when you go that. to the show, you get like ten, twelve fights in a whole night. So yeah, that, that's that goes great for when you end the show. But when you're paying, when you're at home, and let's be honest, it's this what I'm saying. Going to say right now is the same thing for every sport. Being at home for sport is of a is a hell of a lot better than going to. The, I absolutely agree. You get a better picture. You don't have to worry about parking. You don't have to put on pants if you want to. <laughs> it's just an easier solution. And I don't understand why if you're going to make people pay, and this is where you're really getting your money from, pay-per-views from around the world, why you wouldn't let them see everything from the dark matches to 24-7s, which the HBO does, which are excellent. Yes. Everything should be... You should make everything full access for people if you want to grab as much money as you can. And I feel like boxing doesn't do that. Right. And, and that's that's what I mean. You know, 
UFC has definitely followed in boxing's mold, but then they got that leg up on them because it's they like, do provide. They had the UFC took everything from boxing and then took everything that the WWE does as far as promotion mm-hmm. and just made them a, a superior product. Yeah, I mean you get you get to see plenty of matches, um, and if they all end in stoppages, they're, they they you know, just replay the mm-hmm. the prelims as well. So, you know, boxing. I will give boxing credit though. Boxing um, is still a big draw. Mm-hmm. It is this fight's going to generate, like you said, probably close to three hundred million dollars. Three hundred. I heard on ESPN they expect to make like four hundred million. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I wouldn't doubt. It. Um, boxing still has, you know, a few big fights that they can generate a lot of money. They've kind of they've question. Kind of, yeah. You say, who else do you think is big out, out there? Like, tell me who you think is big. Because I don't watch that much boxing. And by much, I mean any. So tell me who else is big out there besides Pacquiao and Mayweather that I should be, you know, looking forward to. Ooh, man. Um, anytime Canelo Alvarez fights, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, man, he's already got like 40 fights and he's maybe 23, 24. He fought a lot in Mexico, and then he came over to the states and became a, you know, he's become a big star, a big draw. Um, he fought Mayweather three years ago, I want to say, and he lost. But because I'm he guessing was, he lost because Mayweather still undefeated, right? Um, but that was just a matter of a lot of experience over a, a you know a guy who is a lot stronger than Mayweather, um, who should have bullied him a little more, but. Uh, couldn't match Mayweather's quickness mm-hmm. and Mayweather you know took advantage of that and he was able to get enough shots in to you know score enough points to win that fight um, he's a guy that will always well he's he's going to be a big draw you know from here you know, going forward uh, you've got guys like Miguel Cotto who's from Puerto Rico you know he's he can certainly be a big draw how come all the fighters now seem to be? Uh, this is going to sound so racist, but south of the border now, all the big ones, because they're not, because boxing isn't as big in the states anymore. You know, you've got guys that, um, who who are capable of, of winning Olympic medals. You know, and you know a lot of the bigger stars are now coming out of, you know, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, Andre Ward was a guy that um, was an, an American Olympian um, who. Oh gosh, I forgot if you want gold or silver. Was like two thousand Andre Ward I'll back in two thousand four, I want to say. Um, and internet don't fail me now. He's not. He's not necessarily a big draw, but he's a well-known fighter. Ward, right? Yes. Um. Let's see. Oh, man, I see. I don't follow the sport as gold. Much he won gold at two thousand four. Yeah, like, you know that's. The hell was that? That's my couch. <laughs> that's a. This uh, right. That's a huge. Back. That's a major distinction. Um, but really, you know, and more and more people are going. More and more fighters are going to MMA mm-hmm. because you can train. You know, more. There's more uh, disciplines to study. Um, to uh, you know, to study than just boxing, uh, and then you know, of course, just. Your other, your mainstream sports are, are, you know, bigger than ever. So there's, excuse me, more exposure 
And, uh, you know, so you've got more kids interested in those sports. So that's why you don't see as many prominent American fighters. Also, it doesn't. And there's no prominent American heavyweights, right? Also, now. I don't want to get punched for a living. <laughs> right. If I'm going to make $5 million a year, I'd rather it be running routes or, you know, trying to hit a ball. Right. Than, shooting some baskets. Yeah, shooting some baskets and someone trying to punch me in my face. <laughs> right. Um, this is my money maker right here. You see his beard? That's it. Well, that would be Pretty a shock boring. absorber. There's, there's, it's a shock absorber. Absolutely. Someone get the MythBusters online. Let's figure this out. <laughs> um, you never saw Kimbo Slice get knocked out. I don't think. Uh, yeah, that's MMA though. But and also, you don't have you don't have as many. There's no prominent American heavyweight fighters. Mm-hmm. That's. That's where the sport, you know, really you you talk uh, about this uh, set itself apart, you know, you, because you've got like Ali and Foreman and Frazier uh, and Joe, well not Joe, uh, Jack Johnson, you know, way way back, Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier, and now the best heavyweights are what the Klitschko brothers, and yeah, they're from uh, Ukraine. <laughs> Just name name a country. <laughs> they're Ukrainian. Okay, good. Um, um, you know, when you say it like that, it's how I feel about. Um, African Americans in baseball. How come we don't have more um, black people in baseball? It's because you don't see them. Right. I mean, name the black people in baseball: Prince Fielder and Mookie Betts and do 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 Cece Sabathia and uh, game over. <laughs> no, Dexter Fowler. Wow, you named four. I'm surprised. Yeah, there's there's more than that, but but it's like American heavyweight. If you don't see yourself on TV, it's like well. I guess that's not for me, and you move on to something else. <laughs> but, but I think American heavyweights is a big distinction because mm-hmm. of those past names, and because of guys like Mike Tyson, who's knocking people out and capturing, you know, Mike Tyson uh, is still knocking people out with his TV show. Oh, yeah. Mike Tyson mystery. I haven't seen it. I oh, seen it's. It. I've changed my mind. First, I saw an episode. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. Now I've watched a couple episodes. Like I'm all in now. And then you need to just set it to record. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, there's, there's something about being the heavyweight champion of the world, you know, being an American heavyweight champion of the world. You know, guys like, you know, in the 80s and 90s, you know, Tyson and Holyfield, Buster Douglas, uh, you know, Riddick Bowe in the 90s. You know, those guys were, were the, the top draws in boxing. I can't boxing. remember the last big American heavyweight. Holyfield, sadly. Wow. That's going back like almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... Look, the, the smaller guys are definitely making their money and definitely getting out there. You know, with Mayweather and, and De La Hoya and, and Bernard Hopkins and guys like that. Um, you know, over the past you know fifteen years, fifteen twenty years. But there's there's nothing like saying you're the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing, and that's I think that's possibly one of the highest honors you could hold as an athlete in all of sports is the heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Um, and it's always been, you know, held in high regard. And there's just no dominant American heavyweight boxing champion of the world, undisputed heavyweight champion. And I think that's a big difference over, uh, you know, the junior welterweight champion of the world or the, you know, the uh, the middleweight champion of the world. Um, and so that's a big reason I think boxing has definitely been in the decline. Um, in terms of popularity, you know they're still bringing in money. They're still trudging along, 
And also... But the gravy train is stopped. It's chugging, but it's chugging, it's towards, chugging. Death, towards death. But here's the thing. What's the... Again, what's the next big fight? Um, I don't know. I can't think right now. Because um, everything you... That you said the the boxers said have already either have even fired fight fighted fought Mayweather or Pacquiao and alcohol's kicking in. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I'm out of ice, so you're gonna have to make an ice run. Too. Sure, let me pause this and tell there. Okay. I I don't man, I really can't tell you. I don't follow the sport enough anymore. Um, my dad could definitely you know I can. Where's the big text? Let's get him in here. Uh, he's, he's, he's he's taking not, it easy. He's, oh, okay. Um, but oh, he's too big for us now. No, um, it's it's hard to say right now. Um, and, and but again, you know, like I was saying earlier, to, to boxing's credit, you know, they're trudging along mm-hmm. in part because yeah, the UFC is very popular right mm-hmm. now, and it's probably more popular than MMA or than boxing. But it's very frustrating being an MMA fan right now because all of these guys get hurt. They get hurt all the time. The champions get hurt. The popular on-the-rise fighters are getting hurt. That's what happens when you get punched in the face for a living. And and you overtrain. And it's... Overtrain. Air quotes. Right. And it's causing... It's causing them to reshuffle lineups and pay-per-views. So if you're expecting to see Chris Weidman versus Vitor Belfort... For the middleweight championship, I have no I got idea who those two guys are, but continue. Two very popular MMA fighters. Well, um, oh, we switched to MMA. I thought we were well, talking about. No, 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 but, but but this is they're kind of helping me though, okay. or they're helping boxing because you know it was supposed to be Chris Weidman, the guy who who's twice beaten um, some consider the greatest fighter of all time, and Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knocked him out the first fight. Did Silva just get popped for steroids? He did, and but in the second fight, Silva broke his leg in that kick. It was a gruesome kick. Oh god! Oh, ooh. broke. He threw a kick to Weidman. Weidman lifted his leg. He connected Weidman's shin, and his and his shin broke. Um, it was don't. It was, if you haven't seen that, don't Google it. You will. It was horrifying. And if you do Google it, Google it on an empty stomach, or else you'll you'll just get nauseous. Absolutely. And Chris Weidman is American middleweight champion. Um, popular. American? Yeah. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for your rights. Fight for your life. <laughs> if you don't know what that song is, just... We're stopping. You're not a real American. Yeah, you're, you're, you're damn copy. So Chris Weidman is this, you know, this American middleweight champion who beat the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. who is uh, on the rise, who is gaining popularity, and he's scheduled to fight Vitor Belfort, one of the 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 first mainstream fighters or the first big stars of the UFC early on, like in you know the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, a guy who was a beast when he was young, when he was, you know, just getting started. This guy was on track to be one of the greatest fighters of all time, but injuries slowed him down. Uh, so these two guys are on this collision course to fight for the title, and they're supposed to share the card with probably the most popular fighter in all of 
combat sports Ronda Rousey. You know, she's scheduled to defend her title. Ronda Rousey looks so much like Julia Stiles to me. Yeah. It's not just me, is it? No, no. Okay, good. <laughs> and Weidman gets hurt. So they cancel that fight. Moves Rousey and uh, Kat Zingano, her, her opponent, um, to the main card. But that's going to affect the buys because people wanted to see Chris Weidman and Vitor Belfort. In her, addition. What's her nickname again? Rowdy. Is that better or worse nickname than, um, what's his name? St. Pierre. George name. Rush? Yeah, Rush. <laughs> I like Rowdy. Okay, so Rowdy is a better nickname. So Rush is still the worst nickname <laughs> in all of USC. Hey, but Ronda Rousey, man, big, big time wrestling fan. Big time. Um, so, but you've got a, a major card like that with two major fights. And you've already got a, you've got one one fight canceled because of injuries, mm-hmm. and this is not something that happens rarely. This is a pretty frequent situation where you've got title fights, you've got um, number one contender fights that are are getting postponed because of injuries, and that's allowing that's frustrating fans. It's like, well, I don't want to watch this anymore, and plus, I don't want to spend the money on on a. Uh, um, on a lesser card, really. I'm not saying the Rousey card is is lesser, but um, it kind of is, I think, because you know that was that was two championship fights you were getting, and you rarely get two title fights in a, on pay per view uh, in a, a UFC pay per view. So that's giving boxing an open. You know, it's it's like it's not it's allowing fans to not completely shut the door on boxing because it's frustrating. Oh well, you're expecting to see these guys fight. You you know. Oh well, they're getting pushed back a few months because oh, this guy got hurt. Or this guy did this or whatever. Um, so that's a, also a reason why I feel boxing has been able to you know you know limp on as well. Limp on like a, a man who just got his leg <laughs> sheared off and saw. Um, clubbed with a <laughs> with a pouring me a drink. Um, with a bat. So, who do you have between Mayweather and Pacquiao? Ooh, boy. Poor Jack Daniels. It's going to be all gone before the end of the night. At this point, um, I'm going to go with Pacquiao. Really? Just, just because if he... I feel like that's such an upset, though. Yeah, I mean, well, of course, because Mayweather is, is pound for pound the best. He's undefeated. Um, but I think... Pacquiao certainly has the power, and he has the experience, you know, to to get in there with with Mayweather, um, to to cut the ring off, to get inside when he needs to, to you know, to not let his reach advantage um, be a hindrance. So you know, early on right now, I'll, I'll go with Pacquiao. Who do you have? I have Mayweather. I hate saying this, but I have Mayweather. I just feel like he's the the better boxer. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the accuracy. He's uh, better at dodging heavy hitters like uh, Pacquiao. And I just feel like his counter moves will be so effective against Pacquiao, even though I feel like, thank you for the ice. I feel like, um, like I said, Mayweather is such a douche. I want him to lose, <laughs> but I don't see any way he does. It's hard to 
it's hard to bet against Mayweather just because he has, um, you know, he's kept it going. He's he's, he's been able to. Uh, He's beaten every. I mean, he really has beaten everybody that uh, has been put in front of him, um, and it just seems like the only one he's truly ducked was was Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. And now Pacquiao's old, and that might be you know that could be to Mayweather's advantage. And he's more battle tested than Mayweather. I think that's a that's a huge difference as well. You know they've they've been fighting roughly the same amount of time. They're roughly the same age, just maybe a year or two apart. Uh, but Mayweather's never been in a war, and Pacquiao's been in several wars throughout his career. Uh, but again, I, I just think that his his power is something that you know um, will help him overcome Mayweather. So far, Mayweather is a minus two seventy five favorite. Yeah, that's what I, I heard that you know early on he's getting all the all the breaks. That is insane. But that just proves my point. I mean, I feel like you said Mayweather is chasing that record of, what, 49-0? Yes. And I feel like he's chasing that record. He is a beast. I feel like this match may go six rounds for Pat or Mayweather. Oh, wow. So you're predicting a knockout. I'm predicting a TKO. 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 Nice. That's big, without a doubt. Go um, big or go home, is that right? Yeah. Man, where would you like to go now, my friend? We talk about the Oscars. We talk about the basketball trade deadline. We talk about our fancy baseball teams if we try to make a trade. Uh, basketball trades. There were way too many <laughs> involving way too many players I've never heard of. Um, Kevin Garnett was the most notable or the most recognizable player. Um, Goran Dragic, Dragic, close enough. The Dragon, the Dragon, and his brother, the Little Dragon. Uh, yeah, Zoran, great name. Uh, the best player traded. Um, Rockets made a move, a couple of moves. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They got what? KJ McDaniel's, McDaniel's. and Pablo Prigioni. Yeah, the only gonna... reason why I know those names and a lot of the names that um, that aren't superstar names is because of listening to the old Basketball Jones slash now the starters. starters. Uh, those guys really talked about all these players and they really went over these guys pretty thoroughly. They've gone over these guys pretty thoroughly over the years. Um, I mean, we should really talk about basketball. I mean, we've been saying that we need to talk about basketball for like the past three or four podcasts. So we need to get on that. Sure. I'm going to give you like two minutes while I go use the restroom because, kids, you don't buy alcohol if you only rent it. <laughs> so uh, do I just talk about basketball? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I've Me personally, I've always been the kind of guy that has a hard time watching basketball. I think because I would much rather be playing basketball. I'm not very good at basketball. Don't get me wrong. I'm not... I shoot left-handed. Uh, I shoot left-handed awkwardly. Um, I'm not, and I'm not a very big guy, so it's not like I can, you know, you know, bust down low in, in the paint. Um, but I would still rather just be shooting around playing basketball than sitting down watching basketball. Um, it's one of the more boring sports to me. Uh, don't get me wrong. Slam dunks, uh, alley oops, half-court shots, uh, behind the back. 
passes, breaking ankles. I love it. Great stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's not something that I can, that I like, I can sit down and watch every night. What, what, huh? I'm back. Basketball. I, you know, I just said I, I would much rather be playing basketball than watching it. Same thing with football and baseball. Uh, I, can I feel like the, the Comcast dispute really hurt the Rockets. Oh, I've yeah. Two years without watching them, and now half the time, even if I get an update on my phone, let me know that they're playing, I don't even change it to Root Sports to watch the game. I'm doing other things, and I'm just completely ignoring them. That's why I haven't written a review in so long because I'm not really paying attention. But um, they're doing well. I think they're like. Fifth place right now? I'm gonna have to look, aren't I? Probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're having a great season by everything I've, by all accounts, but yeah, and, and yeah, you're right. That that t- television deal was really tough, you know? They're just, it was out of sight, out of mind, and yeah, they're sports right now. Um, it's just kind of stayed that way for me. And you know, Root Sports Houston is a—it's a really weird channel. You gotta I have to type in. I don't typically typically go that high on the dial. Seven fifty-eight. I think they're yeah. playing right now. Check. Yeah, they should be uh, playing the Raptors. This is a Saturday night. Okay, give me the Raptor news. <laughs> they're doing pretty good. They're one of the top teams in the East. West. No, no, no. Oh, the Raptors. the Raptors. Yeah. The Raptors, as of this recording, are. 37 and 17. Rockets are 36 and 18. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're... Can't tell what's happening, who's winning right now, because we have the TV on mute, and the freaking mute bar is blocking in the screen. And sorry for the noise. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, looks like the Rockets are winning. You sure? I think this is 68 to 55. Oh. No, 48. Four, okay, the Rockets 48, are winning. 55. Uh, right. They're in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, everything that I've heard in the highlights I've seen, James Harden is clearly a top MVP candidate. It's uh, him and Steph Curry fighting for it. Yeah. I feel like, you know, no matter what James Steph Harden does, Steph Harden's going to win because he's going to have not only the numbers, but also the wins. Yeah. Unless the <laughs> the Warriors take a crater in the next month and a half. They're gonna win. They're gonna finish with the best record in the Western Conference, and the Western Conference is a beast. No doubt about that. I mean, you know, as always, the toughest conference in basketball. Um, what do you think about the seeding in basketball? Because I, I really hate. I hate the seeding. It should be open seeding because it's not fair that there's gonna be. I'm going to change that. As of this recording, there are two teams in the Eastern Conference, Miami and Brooklyn, that would make the playoffs under 500. Meanwhile, right now, Phoenix and New Orleans would both be outside looking in in the Western Conference who are at 500 or above. Phoenix is 29 and 26. New Orleans is at 500, 27 and 27. I really hate that. But then wouldn't you have to do that for all sports? Well, how often does that happen in other sports? I mean, in football, we had the Atlanta Falcons going... No, I'm sorry. The um, the Panthers going, what was it, 6-9-1? and one? Yeah. But how often does a team that doesn't make it a 500 make the playoffs in, in football? Once every 
seven years, it's not really big, uh, that big a deal. Yeah, and but, and baseball, it never happens. No, but you do get um, you get someone from the, at least I mean I don't remember numbers off the top of my head, but if you look at the American League Central, mm-hmm. that's usually Chicago, uh, Kansas City, or Cleveland that are or in Detroit. They're usually in the running. Um, you've had true. seasons where. That's basically the whole division minus Minnesota. Uh, but you, you've had seasons where, you know, the division winner is like an 83-win team uh, and a wild card team from, like, the AL East or the even the AL West is like a 85, close to 90-win team. And so I understand the problem with that, but still, they made it over 500. I so mean, your, your issue is just over 500? Yes. If you're not an average team, you shouldn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And if we're going to look at that, then we really need to, like, in baseball, we really just need, if we're going to change the divisions, like, what team is where? Right. In the, in the I will say north, in the <laughs> west, the central, and the and the east. We're going to work on that, but that will be another discussion for another day. I believe we should be open seating because really, who cares about winning the um, Atlantic Division or the Southwest Division? You don't hope you don't put up a banner for that. The only thing you put a banner for is winning the championship, right? And that's what what really should matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, it's more prevalent for sure in basketball, but um, I guess one step at a time. And basketball is definitely the most uh, glaring in need of a change. Yeah. Because it's been this way. I know people say it's it's uh, what's wrong for cynical cycle. It's in a cycle. You know, eventually the East will be strong again and the sure. West will fall. But it's been this way for since the nineties. Yeah, it's been twenty years. When is it going to change? I understand that the the East will get you know the high draft picks and hopefully that will change them. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything when you know. You lead, the rookies will leave in four years for a Western Conference team like mm-hmm. anyone in Texas or, you know, you head out west of California. Well, maybe when uh, Kevin Durant signs with Washington in two years. Oh! We'll see how that works We'll out. see if that actually goes down. I don't think that happens, but we'll see. Uh, any particular team you want to talk about? Um, I got the list up here. I can talk about just about every team on here, so go ahead. Pick one. Uh, let's talk about. Let's, let's take a look at Atlanta. Atlanta is currently forty-three and twelve. They are pulling out what I like to call the Spurs method, where the sum is bigger than the parts. Yep. Um, their current coach was an assistant on the. Uh, Spurs coaching staff he mm-hmm. learned under Pop and I think they're a really good combination of players like uh, what's the the 4 Detroit Pistons I just don't know if they'll be able to advance in the playoffs without that one superstar that'll you know let's say it's game five you're in the huddle you're down by one you need a guy that you can turn to who says hey get the ball to me I'm making this I'm the superstar and I don't feel like Atlanta has that guy yeah, it seems like Al Horford might be their big star just by name recognition, mm-hmm. and he's an inside guy. You know, he's 
He's a, a low post kind of guy. Um, you know, Kyle Korver is the best three point shooter in basketball, and might be the best three point shooter ever. It seems like the way wow, that's high see, praise. He he's what shooting over fifty percent from three this year. That is true. Uh, and I was watching the was it the three point contest during the All Star break, and they said he has a chance of finishing uh, the season shooting fifty percent from the field. 50% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. Yeah, find him. Um, I think they said only one or two other players have ever done that in basketball history. Larry Burns, somebody else, I believe. Oh, where's Kyle Korver? Yeah, 50% from the field, 51% from three, and I can't get his field goal. 90% from from three throws. That's, that's sick, man. That's just unbelievable. Um, and I like, but you know what? I like, I like that Atlanta is a top team. I like that Toronto is a top team in the East. Um, it proves that you don't necessarily have to stockpile your team with quote unquote superstars. Cleveland is taking a long time to really get it together. I mean, they're coming around. Don't get me wrong. But you know, the first half of the season, it looked like they they were just going to be you know a disaster with Can't Love and James and. And Kyrie. Can um, I just talk about Cleveland real quick? Sure. We did the same thing when the Miami Heat first came together four years ago. Yep. When they started 10 and 10, 9 and 10. I can't remember. It was, and everybody was acting like the sky is falling. It <laughs> takes time for these guys to get a chemistry mm-hmm. to play together. We're in such the microwave generation. It has to happen now, right now. Make it happen. And it takes a little time. It takes, you know... Half a year or an entire year. Would it surprise you if Cleveland was in the finals this year? Uh, no, no. I mean, they've got the the best all around player in basketball, not the best player Ooh, this we're year. We're arguing about that one. You still think he's the best all around player? Um, yeah. I mean, he's got the rings. Finally, um, he's not a selfish player, uh, but he Maybe can be a top five player. players in the league right now. Top five Give players. Top five in basketball. Yep. Uh, wow, that's tough. Kevin Durant. Okay, you already said LeBron James. LeBron. Kevin Durant. Man, that's tough. I mean, normally you would say Kobe, no. but he's hurt. I got my five already. <laughs> Man, I can't really... I, I don't keep up with basketball enough to just shoot off five, but Durant, LeBron... uh well, the James Harden. Mm-hmm. I agree. Steph. Mm-hmm. And, man, that's tough, that fifth one. I agree with you. And I feel the fifth one is, is LeBron. <sighs> Sorry, I almost sneezed. LeBron, Durant, Harden, Curry. And my fifth guy, Anthony Davis. Ooh, wow. that's Anthony Davis, by next year, will probably leapfrog until either the second or, you know, best all-around player in the NBA. That's a really good pick. Because this guy, um, he Hugh Brown and all, has just been fantastic. He's a 2020 player. It is impressive, the guy. And, you know, with that body type of his, man, I thought this guy's going to eat, get eaten alive in the league. Um... But he has just been spectacular for, for New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I might go with Boogie Cousins. Wow. He's, he's 
got the potential to be a dominant, dominant center. But Something I feel we like haven't seen in a long time. And he's he's mean, he's tough. You know, he's just he's not a mean and tough, a Patrick uh, Ewing type. Yeah, center. he's not. You know, my only caveat with that is, I feel like Boogie Cousin does does not contribute as much to the defensive end as Anthony Davis does. Okay, no, I feel like Cousins is an offensive. He's, you know, 70% offense, 30% defense. Well, I feel like Davis is equal effort on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to argue with, but um, I just like his potential for dominance, you know, on the offensive side. Um, Can I say how much I hate the our division? The Rockets division? Yeah. Yeah. You know the Spurs are going to be good. You know... Um, Mark Cuban is going to spend whatever he has to spend to be good. The Pelicans have a franchise superstar in, in Anthony Davis. And who am I forgetting? Memphis. Memphis Grizzlies. Who was like... Zebo? The second best team in the Western Conference between Zebo and Mark Gasol. Yeah. This is one hell of a division. I mean, without and a, even though, the toughest division in, in basketball. And even if you, if you did like distance and you took Memphis out, you put Oklahoma City in. This is ridiculous. That doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> Um, which is again. which is kind of is kind of why they you know yeah we definitely need to see open um, open seating because you have probably have all five teams from that division make the playoffs. Oh God, yes. And New Orleans would be such a wild card. Yeah, <laughs> visiting teams coming in to party, <laughs> getting drunk, and being ineffective the next uh, next day. Right. Um, pick another team. The Knicks, they are terrible. The funny thing about the Knicks, uh, the Knicks came into the season thinking they could make the playoffs, and they are currently 10-44. Philadelphia 76ers had no pretensions, no anything of trying to win, and they are 12-42. Man, that's just tough. That's all the Knicks talk I've got. I'm sick of hearing about the Knicks and the Lakers. I can talk more about the Knicks. It's a good thing they shut down Kamel, but how do you feel about Kamel Anthony playing 30-something? 30 plus minutes in the All-Star game. I don't know, man. It makes no sense to me. I mean, if you want to come out there and, you know, show off to the home crowd, wave your hand, you know, show them that you're there and play like five minutes, that's fine. But if you're hurt, don't play 30, 34, 35 minutes. That's just and then take off the rest of the season. It's bogus. It's just so dumb. The All-Star game does not pay you. The uh, the Knicks pay you. Phil Jackson and Dolan pay you. They pay you handsomely. Yes, yeah. I'm so you know, glad that the, the Rockets didn't get him. And it was, uh, I just, I wish I can go back in time and tell him go with Chicago. There's no way I wanted that guy to join the Rockets. No. Everybody was like, oh, we need the superstar. No, you don't need that superstar. Not that superstar. That guy's a ball hog, and he's, he's a he's, he's, ball hog is nice. He's a black hole. And there's no way he could have coexist with Harden. Oh God, no! Without a doubt, I mean, it it would have been a disaster. And quick tangent: that's one reason I didn't want the Rockets to trade for Dragic. Dragic had a problem in Phoenix with being the off guard, standing mm-hmm. in a corner and putting up threes. If he had played here, that's what he'd have done when Harden had the ball, and he would have complained about that and not stayed. I really like this Rockets team. Yeah, but it worked for Josh Smith. 
It's worked for Josh Smith. On and off. I feel like Josh Smith still takes way too many three-pointers. For a guy who's three... Oh, I have to look up. But I think his career three-pointers percentage is like 28%. I'm going to look that up. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, But, you know, there's really no talks of like a grumbling Josh Smith or anything like that. I think he's happy with finally winning again. They won with with Atlanta. They had some good seasons. (laughs) The most five, six, seven, eight seed in all of basketball history. Yeah, um, but I think he's he's content with his spot, and it's he's on a winning team again. So what's not to like about as that? long as he keeps coming off the bench, he's fine. Yeah. We think about Dallas. They made a lot of moves. A lot of moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, who have they added since Parsons? The they added uh, Rajon Rondo, which really hurt their team mm-hmm. because Rondo's defense isn't as good as it's been in past years with the Celtics, and he can't really shoot yeah. either from three point or from um, the free throw line. So, question: If he's not playing defense. He can't shoot threes and can't. He doesn't want to get to the line because he's afraid to get fouled and go to the free throw line. Doesn't that make him worse than Patrick Beverly? Yeah, I mean, this is basically an assist man. He's basically just a, a you know a, an assist machine. But you know, you've got to incorporate everything else in your game. You know, you have to. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting interesting team that they have just with all these mix of guys. It seems like it seems like this year they wanted to just add every big star that they could, uh, or you know, not big star because I don't want to say I don't want to say Chandler. I don't want to say handsome Chandler is a is a a big star. Josh, Got paid like one. Josh Smith is is a career twenty four percent twenty eight percent three wow. point shooter. And you know what the funny thing is? With the Rockets, he shoot, he's hitting 36% of his threes. <laughs> this is the best. It's a career year. It's the best he's ever done. I'm um, going to Dallas. We're going to talk about uh, Chandler Parsons. Yeah, I mean, they, they added what? Chandler. They added Rondo. They've added. Uh, did they bring back Tyson Chandler this year? Or was yes, he this year. Oh, Tyson wait, Chandler this year? I think it was this year. I they've added Amari. This year, um, yeah, just picked up Amari last night. Yeah, you know they've they've added just this all these you know names to surround uh, to surround Dirk. Essentially, now I was the one that's saying that the Rockets should pay handsome handsome Chandler Parsons, but I was so wrong. Last year, he scored 16.6 points a game. He's down to 15.4. Field goal percentage last year, 47%. This year, 45%. Now, you could just say, hey, he's still getting adjusted to mm-hmm. Dallas's offense. Um, but I really feel like having Rondo there doesn't help him, doesn't help anybody. One of their favorite plays is a little handoff that Dirk Vinci does with the point guard. But if you know that Rondo can't shoot, why would you even pay attention to him? Why wouldn't you just double-team Dirk Nowinski and the smart teams out there figure this out? Yeah, it 
So, man, poor guy. Hey, he's still got, what, $40, $50 million in the bank? He is so hot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's talking, he talked a pretty big game about, you know, going to a true contender, but their team is really no better than ours. But, you know, they It's have, not. I would say the Rockets, even the current. Um, without Dwight? Even without Dwight, I say the Rockets are still better than the um, Mavericks. Man, Dwight, did you just see that? Dwight has his Kyler Murphy suit on. Again? Again. There wow. Wow. <laughs> Can you pause it? Look at that suit. It's like wow. a, it's a Technicolor dream. Wow. Dwight's like, screw you. I'm rich. I'll wear what I want. That's like, like, that's like January 31st, 1989 going into January 1st, 1990. That is Look at that, man. That is. Please Hit full continue, or else I'm afraid I'll go blind. Man, all these, these guys have all this money, and they just—I don't know. Look at Russell Westbrook. Oof, man, I can't. It's tough, dude. <laughs> go blind, blinded by the fashion. Um, oh, Hakeem, Hakeem's in the uh, eyes tonight. The dream. Uh, uh, who do you want? To, uh, what was going to talk about? Ah. <sighs> Do you think the Rockets are title contenders? Uh, no, I don't. Ooh, it's, I feel like they can get hot and win. I don't know. This is best, definitely the best Rockets team we've had in. I say no because since the Yao Ming, Tracy McGrady era. Yeah, and I say no because I feel like there's really no team in the West that stands out as a true title contender. Even the Spurs. The entire West in the playoffs is going to turn into a, a chess match. There's one team you're going to match up excellent against and run them off the floor, and then there's going to be another team that's going to sweep you in four games. And it seems like our Achilles heels usually tend to be Dallas and Oklahoma. Yeah, but this year is probably um, – uh, I'm going to say Kansas City, but that's not what I want to talk about. It's going to be the uh, Warriors – the Rockets mm-hmm. have lost to the Warriors all four all four tries and by some of them by big digits. Yeah. With Dwight there and with Dwight out. But I just wanna say I feel like the new guy they got, KJ McDaniels, mm-hmm. he's gonna have one game that's just gonna bl- in the playoffs that's gonna blow Twitter up. Watch. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I've, there's always a game where some bench guy comes out and just does something. Uh, okay. below, I feel like he's going to be the guy because last year it was Reggie Jackson. Yep. I feel like this year it's going to be KJ Daniels. He's going to have one game where he's going to block some shots and throw down some kind of monster duck, and it's going to throw. It's going to make Twitter insane. He's your surprise Twitter. Yeah. Twitter player of the playoffs. Yes, sir. All right. How you feeling, my man? You feel like talking about more about baseball? Basketball. Basketball. Oh. Yep, I'm drunk. I'm done. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm good, actually. You I'm, sure? We can go. Keep going. We're in an hour and five. You want to go to a part two? Sure. We can do that. All right. That's awesome. What do you want to talk about? Because I can do some more basketball. Um. Well, if, if you want to just do some more basketball, we'll just keep going then. All right, man. All right. Then we'll have a part two for... Um, Fancy baseball? Yeah. All right. Let's continue. Pick another team for me to talk about. I feel like I could talk about basketball all night. Uh, Ooh, let boy. me go. <laughs> You're like, oh, God, no. 
I don't know what I'm talking about. Dude, we spent like two minutes on the Knicks. The Knicks suck. Thank God they had their own draft pick, so they're in the, the Okafor sweepstakes. More importantly, thank God they didn't trade away their draft pick to try to get Dragic. Because that would have been a killer. <laughs> what about um, Washington? Man, I feel I like they're under the radar. In the West, in the East, excuse me. I really don't have too much to say about Washington as I just completely <laughs> kill myself. Um, let me look at them real quick. What do you think about Washington? You say they're under the radar. Uh, they're tw- Thirty-three and twenty-two. I think they're good for for where they are. I think they're probably a three or a four seed. And I really like John Wall. It feels like the, his first couple of years in the league, he was too fast for his own good. Mm-hmm. He would turn the ball over too much. He wouldn't uh, catch his teammates in a good position to cause assists. But I feel like now he's in a good place. I feel like... Washington make uh, he's they're gonna upset some team. Yeah, they they kind of came and came love, on strong last year. I love their signing of Paul Pierce. I thought the Rockets should have went after him. How's that been doing? For, uh, how's that been working? Uh, let's see. This year he has twelve point five points per game. How many rebounds is that? Four rebounds, two assists. So his scoring isn't, you know, old Paul Pierce, but it's more about that veteran leadership and showing guys. Mm-hmm. Basically, during a tough game, like I said with the Hawks, you have a guy who's been there, who's done it before, who's won championships, who been the best player in the game. He can say, hey, guys, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to win, and this is how we're going to do it. I don't think he, he's definitely not the best player on the team. I would say Wall and Bill are. But he has that championship pedigree that is, I feel like is the most important in basketball. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's good. You know, it, it's hopefully it will translate to them making a, a pretty you know solid run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I, I like to see those teams. I haven't teams. been there in a while. Yeah, I mean. Le, I call Washington Le Boulet for the books. <laughs> you know, for a while Cleveland was that team just because they had LeBron in his prime. <laughs> Uh, then it was Miami, um, and then you know in the nineties, of course, it was always like the Knicks, the Pacers, and the Bulls. But you know, it's good to see like Washington and Toronto and Atlanta, you know, um, emerge as you know the top teams in their, you know, in the Eastern Conference at least this year. Um, you know, it may not be the case next year. Who knows? But good to see Terrence Jones back on the field. Oh no, rather Jack, almost finish that. Oh no, we're out of Jack. <laughs> um, Might have to open up the brandy soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's good for. I think it's good for basketball. It's good for the sport. It's good. It's, it's great for the fans. I mean, it's nice to have other teams where you're like, oh, you know, this guy plays here. This they're a good team, and during the playoffs, they're a national broadcast. Unless you're the Atlanta Hawks, you get stuck to NBA TV right. for five straight years. Now, the only ones that don't like that are the the advertisers and the networks. And screw them, man! They make plenty of money every exactly. year. You know, and the TV deal for the NBA is going to be like two billion dollars. Yeah. So you know what? They'll be fine. Absolutely, man. I, I, you know, I hate when you when you hear them talking about oh, oh, you know, 
you know, ideally the, the the networks want to see you know the Lakers and the Knicks uh, contend for a title. Right now, uh, the Lakers and Knicks are contending for the number one uh, draft pick. So, oh yeah, that's the only thing going. But I, I like Washington. I think they're going to make it uh, to the second round, and I can see them getting bounced by either Cleveland or Chicago. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, KG going back to Minnesota? I'm going home. I'm going home. You are drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I've sung more to that than ever before. It's, it's a nice swan song. Yeah. If I, he retires or they're able to sign him to a one or two year deal. Other than that, eh. Yeah, I mean, he's not KG gonna... isn't KG. Maybe he'll be there to help um, Andrew Wiggins and the young guys on the, the Wolves mm-hmm. a little bit, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a nice story. That's about it. Other than that, I, you know, I'd rather just see him just call it quits and be done with that guy. Yeah. Any other team you want to talk about? Because one team that I, want, I, you want to talk about Golden State? No, I don't want to talk about Golden State. Clippers? Nope. Who do you want to talk about? The Bucks? Nope. <laughs> well. Far away, man. Oklahoma City Thunder. Ah. Did you see during the All-Star break, um, Kevin Durant came out and said the media doesn't know anything. Well, he oh, said man. in more colorful words. And basically ripped the media like they'd done something to him. And, I'm, and I just kept thinking, what exactly has the media done to offend you? You're in year eight. The media has done nothing but treat you with kid gloves. In year mm-hmm. eight... LeBron had gone to Miami. We were people were killing him, and LeBron's year seven. People were killing him, saying, "Oh, you're not Jordan. You haven't won a title yet." People have done nothing but treat uh, Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder like nice. And the one time that Oklahoma City they wrote something bad about him, you know, last year in the playoffs they called him Mister Unreliable. Yeah, they they not only. Took it back. They apologized to Kevin Durant. When do you see the media ever apologize to an athlete? I guess he, he can hold a grudge. That's fine. That's, all, that's all I can think of. That's fine if you want to hold a grudge, but you have not been held up to the standards that LeBron or Jordan has for someone who's supposed to be the number two guy in the league. Someone who wants to be the number one guy mm-hmm. with Russell Wilson. You've had a great team for the past two or three years. You made it to the finals one time, and that's it. Yeah. If anything, people should be expecting more of you. You want to be a superstar? Get them to the finals. You have one. You have one of the best point guards in the league next to you. You two should be able to drag this team to the finals on a consistent basis. You haven't done that, and they and no one has ripped you for it. No one has complained, bitch, or anything like that. And then you want to attack the media? You've done nothing. <laughs> Congratulations on your MVP. Congratulations on making it to the finals. You didn't get a title. That's the most important thing. Yeah, you haven't gotten the job done. And The Raptors coach was like El- Eldris Elba. <laughs> Idris Elba. I just wanted to point that out. A much There's smaller much, much smaller, not as handsome version. I just wanted to point that out. But still, you want to come out here and rip the media and be this badass Kevin Durant? That's fine. Get your team out of the eighth seed. Get your team to... The finals again. 
Well, I think the ACL because you know, you know, they were. I mean, those guys were hurt. Yeah, I understand hurt, but they always make excuses. The me always make excuses. Oh, they were hurt. They didn't have James Harden there. Oh, the trades hurt them. How about this, Kevin Durant? Not as good as we think he is. Ooh, really? Well, I get. I mean, in terms of uh, titles, yeah, well, of course. I mean, he hasn't won a title yet. I, I get that, uh, but I mean. You know he's he is a scoring machine. He, he's got a great shot, but um, yeah, I, I've always had a problem with players. You know, attacking the media. You know, it, um, you know these guys are just doing their jobs. Essentially, they're reporting what they see, and like you said, they have always coddled this guy. Um, I, you know, that Mister Unreliable thing was the first time I'd ever heard criticism of Kevin Durant. You know. And, you know, hey, it's, it's time to, like you said, take off the kid gloves. It's time to, for him to wake up and smell Because coffee. every other superstar, you go from Jordan, Barkley, Bird, Magic. The, year nine, they would rip. They would be ripped for not winning titles. After, Especially in this day and age when it's so easy. year three, they were already ripping LeBron. They were saying he, he was not the kind of guy that was, uh, you know, He's not Jordan. Which he, he wouldn't take the, the big shot when it counted. And Jordan, did. it took him, what, 10 years to win his first title. And let's, let's be honest. LeBron James was never Jordan. LeBron James is the next version, is a better scoring version of Magic Johnson. Yeah. Size, ability. Passing uh, ability. Yeah. He's just a better... Score a better scoring version of Magic Johnson. That's Let's stop calling him Jordan. Player. He doesn't have like Jordan was a damn near psychopath. There are stories of Jordan. I don't know if you knew this. Like he would bet with his uh, teammates when they got off the plane as to who luggage would come off the plane first. But he would pay the bag handlers. He would to do it. He would fix the bets exactly. Okay. That's... Okay. Jordan was damn near a psychopath. On the on the on the court, he would rip your lungs out, Jim. Okay, there's like one in in basketball. There's like one of every what five thousand guys. Basically, Jordan and Russell. No, Jordan and um, not Russell. What's what's his name? Bill Russell. Bill Russell had that gene. Yeah, no one else has it. That crazy do whatever it takes to win gene. Yeah. Uh, so let's not let's just say what it is. Kem Durant is good. He's a superstar. He's not good enough to get you to the finals by himself. He and Russell Wilson are great players. Westbrook. Westbrook. I'm sorry. I'm a football boy. <laughs> I've been drinking. Get off me, people. Great players. Great talent. Not good enough to drag their team to the finals and win it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, um, I've always... I've never... That's why it's hard to watch sports because these guys are really um, – they're idolized too much and they haven't really done enough to – to. Um, I think – I don't think – none of these guys have done enough to, you know, receive the, the adulation that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's just because of they're in this era. I mean, there are a generation of players, you know, there's – that's it. I mean, who else is there to root for? There's no, you know, Bill Russell. There's no Magic Johnson. Yeah. Okay. But, um, 
those guys were doing phenomenal things in basketball, in sports, you know, whether it's, whether it's Mike Schmidt for the Phillies or, you know, um, Sandy Koufax for the Dodgers or Joe Montana for the, you know, the 49ers. These, these players were doing phenomenal, historic things during their time. Um, and these guys are, I guess the best way to put it now is that our our generation of players are basically coattail riders. That's it. We're just shooting all kinds of shots here tonight. I just ripped Kevin Durant his entire life. Yeah. Um, any other team you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I mean, the Golden State's pretty dominant. We can talk about them another time. I think yeah. we just do like four or five teams at a time. We're good. Because yeah. I don't think there's anybody else I really want to talk about. I'm not. I just. I don't really care for the Clippers. You know. I don't. I just. I don't. It's not that I find them boring. Oh. I just don't. I don't really. You know the stories around the league that the uh, teams and you know people higher ups hate the Clippers. They're nothing but a bunch of whiny cry crybabies. All they do is shoot their commercials. I'm tired of seeing Chris Paul and um, Cliff Paul. Whatever he's calling himself <laughs> and his kid and um, Blake Griffin and commercials. Yeah, I mean, like they, 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 are they act like taking advantage of, of LA. They act like they've won the title for five straight years and they've done nothing. They haven't even made it to the Western Conference final. I really think Chris Paul is the most overrated player in basketball. I, I mean, I'm, look, he, I'm with you. He's considered. No, like, no, I'm sorry. I think Blake Griffin is the most overrated player in bas- basketball. He uses all his. Athleticism and his God-given gives on the offensive side. There is no reason this guy shouldn't be a twenty and twelve player with three blocks a night. Yeah, there is no reason because he's that talented. He's hyped a lot because of his his power and his dunking ability, but consistently, Chris Paul is labeled like the top point guard in the basketball. Next, uh, Isaiah. Yeah. And I think that's way, way more overrated than than whatever distinction Blake Griffin receives every every year. You, you know? think so? Because Absolutely. I feel like Chris Paul was good, and he was close to that level until he got hurt in um, New Orleans. I feel like we've been waiting for Griffin to take that that next step to be step. To be a twenty-five and thirteen guy like Demarcus Cousins, mm-hmm. and it just it hasn't shown up. I think they're they are a very overrated team. I think Doc the GM hurts Doc the coach. Oh yeah, because he'll make some dumb trades that just completely hurts his team, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. You want to tell people about that? No. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've never, there's never been anything that's uh, wowed me about the Clippers. I've never been really a big fan of Blake, Chris Paul, uh, especially Doc Rivers. You know, I, I've, you know, whatever. You know, he, he won a couple of titles in Boston. One you know. title. Oh, one. Okay. They made it to the finals tonight, the and right. they lost against uh, the Lakers. But you know, other than that, there's there's really nothing that wows me anymore about that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, let's face it; they will always be in the shadow of the Lakers, no matter how bad the Lakers are. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. That's what happens when you win 16 championships compared to a team that 
the last four or five years has finally gotten off the mat. Right. <laughs> like Rocky. Um, see, sorry, I'm just scrolling this page. Are we done? Yeah, I think so. All right. Want to go to part two? I feel like we have more alcohol and more talking us. Oh, there's always more of that. Yes and yes. All right. So part two, we'll talk about... Everyone talk about Oscar. Do your Oscar predictions. Sure. Talk a little fancy baseball. Yeah. And whatever else the alcohol takes us. The night is young, folks. Hope <laughs> you uh, stick along for the ride. Yes, which means I got to get both of these podcasts out tomorrow. Right. Which means good. you guys will be doing the driving for us. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Anything you want to say to the uh, Thanks again, always, as always, for tuning in. Um, find us on Twitter at Ant underscore Garcia 288. You would, think, you would think with alcohol, I would be even more surprised. <laughs> the fact that you say your Twitter handler easily. Dr- after drinking than you do sober is mind blowing. Find me at DQ327 and follow the main site at 288 underscore. Thank you for listening. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies. <laughs>